With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Okay, good to have you tuning in tonight. Winnipeg Blue Bombers open the scoring. They lead the Toronto Argos 7-0 with two and a half minutes left in the first quarter of that game. The Elks on the field tomorrow. We had the preview with Dave Campbell earlier. Elks 0-1. The Montreal Alouettes have not played a game. 3.30 for the countdown to kickoff here on 6.30, Chet, and the game will start at 5. Okay, the open line presented by CertainTeed, professional-grade building materials, is 780-496-0063. I am honored that Jeff wants to chat with me tonight. Jeff, thank you very much for calling. What's on your mind, sir? Well, I mean, it is a sports. It's not just, it's not just, it's all sports. It's not just hockey and football, right? I'm just wondering if you've discussed the retirement of Valentino Rossi. No, I haven't. What would you like to discuss about it? Good Lord. Do you, do you know the guy? Not really. Formula I, One. I know, I know he's some sort of, I know he's some sort of a racer. I don't know much about him. Yeah. Formula One motorcycle racer. You know how like any kind of a sports career over 15 years is a stretch. Well, this guy started racing and winning in 1996, and he's only retiring now. He's the only rider in uh, history to win all three divisions, 125, 250, and open class, meaning 500cc and MotoGP. So he's got one world championship in 125, one in 250, and seven in uh, MotoGP. He's ridden everything. He's done everything. He's 115 victories, 235 podiums, and 414 starts. So is, 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 is racing, uh, are you into all forms of racing? Is this a particular, uh, like, is that your favorite sport? Or, like, is that the number one no, for you? No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it my favorite sport. I, in fact, I don't really have a favorite sport. Um, I, in any given sport, I admire people who go above and beyond uh, superstar status. And this guy is just nuts what this guy's been able to achieve. Um, you've just got to see some of his, his stats and some of and his riding technique and, and everything. He, when you get to that level, you you can be a bit cocky, <laughs> shall we say? <laughs> uh, but I mean, some of the stuff he's pulled off on the, on the track, and 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 you know, especially when he's in the apex of a corner, lean seventy degrees over knee and knee and uh, elbow touching the ground at what over 100 mile an hour uh yeah. and then you know just some incredible i'm watching the film like his his uh, his uh six minute video kind of culmination of some of the things that he's done and uh you're you're talking somebody uh of a mcdavid uh or of a gretzky level of talent he's he's in the probably the top three or four riders in all of history he's the only guy to win all three divisions ever right uh and and just an amazing amazing talent i wish i had one tenth of the talent this kid had he's 41 
Oh yeah, no, no, I do not. Well, tell, <laughs> I'm not tell sure you what, Jeff. I would want to handle a motorcycle that weighs around 250 pounds, producing 200 horsepower. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Jeff. First of all, thank you for calling in. I, I, I mean, I like chatting with people, and part of this show is uh, is listener driven. If people uh, want to talk, um, you, you know, you said something off the top. And you're right. This show is primarily hockey and football because I do think that's of primary interest to our oh, audience. Yeah. And we and we do oh, yeah, carry the Oilers and the Elks teams. And I, and I don't claim to know everything about every sport. Uh, I do think we feature, if we go outside the box a little bit, we try to feature local athletes. We've had some Paralympians on. And we do. I think we do more probably U of A. We, we might do more CIS than any show in the country quite frankly, with the U of A football and, and hockey specifically yeah. and some of the other athletes. And that's so important. I, it's important. I mean, uh, the local stuff, that's how you get your talent is you, you encourage it and you grow it. And part of that's through through uh, radio and, uh, and uh, multimedia. But when you're talking about, and, and, and there, there aren't a lot of MotoGP people out this way, but there are some. And when you're talking about a guy who spent 26 years at it, mm-hmm. that's 26 years in the, the the upper echelon of motorcycle road racing. That in itself is is incredible. But then his his record for wins is just mind boggling. So do uh, you? Because I got a couple buddies here in town. Uh, that they're they're primary and they are lifelong Edmontonians, and yep. one of them specifically would probably struggle to name five Oilers, and he's one of my best friends. Like I, mm-hmm. he's like, "What did you do at work today?" I'm like, "Well, I did this and I did a story on this guy," and he'll be like, "Who's Kyler Yamamoto?" You know? And I'm yeah. Like uh, so, but he his sports are NFL and F1. Now, like, so are you a big F1 as well? Um, I don't spend a lot of time. Uh, I'll listen to sports on the radio. I don't have time. I'm, I'm trying to grow a business and, and a few other things. What I appreciate is no matter what the endeavor is, sports is representative of this, but whatever the endeavor is, I appreciate people who have gone above and beyond what anybody else, like Elon Musk, like top sports figures um you know uh, elon musk uh, elon musk is literally who's the one that went to space was it him or bezos yeah but bezos <laughs> bezos took the flying phallic symbol up into the upper atmosphere <laughs> <laughs> okay i mean it's uh, I, I bezos is not the tech genius that that uh, Musk is. Okay, I, appreciate, I, okay. I appreciate. I appreciate high water marks in engineering. Like right. one of my one of my my personal heroes uh, is uh, uh, Mikhail Kalashnikov. Okay, you got me there. You're stumping oh, good me. Good lord, Soviet tank commander. Okay, witness what the Nazis did in the Second World War and said never again he developed the AK-47. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I, I didn't know that. I would have had to, yeah. You're, 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 like I said, I don't know everything, man. <laughs> okay. There's, there's other people. Um, the, the, and I don't even know these guys' names. The engineers at Honda who absolutely fought out outside of the box and in 1979 created a four-stroke Formula One 
race motorcycle that competed against the all-conquering two-strokes. You know how they did it? They did oval pistons with eight valves per cylinder and Siamese Conrods, 22,000 RPM redline on that thing. Well, see, yeah, you have they, a knowledge base that is is quite different from mine, and I don't say that as a criticism. I say it that I'm actually enjoying uh, enjoying listening to you because I'm I'm learning, and I can tell you're very passionate about this stuff, which is cool. Those people, okay, are much like those sports figures, like a McDavid. Well, some of it's God-given talent on the sports, sure. but it's also the hard work. You get the best of the best of the best work at it. So you've got David, you've got uh, you've got McDavid, you've got Gretzky, you've got. Simone Biles, you've got uh, all these people that have have been absolutely stellar in their fields of endeavor. The sports are simply another fields of, uh, field of endeavor that you can admire. And all I'm calling about, I haven't watched a motorcycle race in years, but I'm I collect motorcycles. And then somebody online announced that Rossi retired. Oh my okay. God, <laughs> Valentino Jeff. Rossi retires and. You know, I didn't even know he was still riding, but 26 years riding. Jeff, I'll tell you what, I I got somebody else on the line. I appreciate the energy and the passion that you've brought tonight. Trust me, man, you you can call me uh, anytime. And like I said, if you educate me or challenge me, uh, that's fine, because this was a fun little banter, man. I appreciate it. And if you see me at a game, come up and say hi, okay? If you want to do something different in a sporting event, uh, you should come out to my gun club do some of the shooting that they have out there. Well, you know, thanks. I, I did a story, uh, man, back in my uh, Lloydminster TV days, I went out and did a story at a gun club. Uh, we did a couple there. They had a gun club by uh, by Lloyd. I actually shot the thing at uh, the, what do you call them, the skeets, the clay pigeons a couple of times. I may not be using the right terminology. 780-496-0063. Uh, Chris is on the line as well. Hey, Chris. Hey, Reed. How are you tonight? I'm quite well. I need your help. I, uh, I'm a diehard football fan that I've been watching for years, and my favorite is the defense. And we used to call them linebackers, you know, weak side, strong side, middle linebacker and stuff. I was curious, because I've seen it for years now, and, I mean, where did the Will, Mack, and Sam designations come from, well, and do they have a meaning other than well, weak, the, middle, and strong? Yeah, the Will is the weak uh how do they do it? This I think the Sam is the middle. Yep. And I think the Mac is the strong. I, I honestly don't know who started calling them that. Okay, that's my question, right? Because, yeah, it was, you know, they're interior linebackers. So I was figuring, okay, weak will, weak interior linebacker, right? And then Mac is middle and strong would be Sam, right? But I was just wondering, who did that and when did it start? Do you remember? No, I don't. I don't remember hearing that probably until... 15 years ago maybe yeah uh, uh, def- definitely it, like in the 90s i don't remember hearing a lot of that yeah because i've watched I, I, football since before you were born and i've never it, you know i just, just quickly weird. googled it. it it might have something to do with how the quarterbacks identified the players so it was easier for the offensive linemen to say they might have started saying watch the will watch the will Instead oh, of saying, okay. watch watch the weak side guy, so it was easier for everybody to hear. Like, Will's coming, like Will's Mac coming. Max on tight, Max, stuff like that. Stuff like that. I, that might be why it changed. It might have been offensive terminology adopted by the defense. I can, I'll, I'll ask, uh, we'll have to ask Eddie. Eddie would probably know best. He's our defensive guy. 
Yeah, because I mean, I've watched football for years, and I've seen it for the last few years, and I'm going, well, when did they come up with this? You know, it's kind of cute, but I and I still, you know, weak, strong, and middle. But you know, who did this? <laughs> yeah, I I would guess that's where it started. Well, this is good. I got motorcycle racing. I'm not. I don't know if I'm actually helping people tonight, but those are interesting questions. Thanks, Chris. Enjoy the game tomorrow. You better believe it. Go Elks. There we go. That is Chris. Well, this is a good one. We got goalie doc checking in tonight. Haven't heard from uh, him for a while. Hello. Hi Reed. Thanks. Hi Reed. Thanks for taking my call. So I've got an eclectic thing to talk about the go- about goalies. Obviously, it's my favorite topic. So the first thing I it's sad to hear about Tony uh, Tony O. Uh, uh, you know, passing. Um, I, I remember him a lot from the the Canada Russia series. He actually uh, played so well in that. Uh, and then I guess he's been the only guy that uh, was uh, got call, a Calder and a Vezina on the same year. And the only buddy that it came close to that was, I guess, Ken Dryden, who got the Conn Smythe, and the next day he won, won the Calder. So hate to hear about that. The second thing about the goalies is the, we'll talk about the soccer goalies, LeBay, just incredible performance. Um, yeah. I've, played, I've played lacrosse goalie and i played hockey goalie. I still, I hate to admit it, but I think being a soccer goalie is uh, probably a lot more difficult than uh, those two positions. Um, so that's, uh, I know, I think you've had her on this. Did you have her on this show in the past at all? Labe? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, a, a few times. So we haven't been able to get her since the Olympics ended, though. We're still trying. So that was great to watch that, how she smiled when they were taking penalty shots. And after the game, she said, well, I'm, you know, this is my favorite time that they take the penalty shots because they're supposed to score. So if I stop them, then that's really good. And then my third thing for the goalies is uh, just my comments about the, the goalie tandem right now with uh, the way it is right now. I think with the defense and the way the goalies are right now, I think they could go a couple rounds. They, I think more like most people, we believe they probably wouldn't get to the Stanley Cup, but we'll see what happens. Anything's possible. So. Anyway, thanks for taking my call. I just had a, a few things like that to say. So, no, it's good to hear from you, buddy. That is uh, Goalie Doc seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Well, thanks, uh, Jeff, Chris, and Goalie Doc for checking in. That was very kind of you. I appreciate hearing from people. We do have to take a break here, though. Oh, we are. We will do name the animal when we get back. Toronto Maple Leafs say Austin Matthews will need six weeks to recover from wrist surgery, which he had today. So that means he will, at best, be back for the start of training camp. Four minutes into the second quarter, Winnipeg leading Toronto 7-0 Friday night football. Okay, it's something we do every so often here on Inside Sports. It's an incredible feature called Name the Animal. Kellen Kennedy goes to the 630 Chet Animal Sanctuary and either records the sound of an animal or brings the animal back to the Chet control room if it's appropriate. And then he gets that animal to make a noise or he records the noise when the animal's in the sanctuary and he plays it and I try to guess what it is. This is quite frankly the most special thing Kellen and I have ever been a part of. This is really a career-defining feature. Uh, on the show you as the lister cannot win anything you can participate on the text line 
just for your own peace of mind and enjoyment or just to help me name the animal. Kellen, please proceed. Here we go. Let's name the animal. That is a uh, chipmunk. No. A squirrel. No, it is not. Is it R2-D2? No, but it is But it is mimicking R2-D2, so it's learned that. Uh, is that true? You just made that up. No, that's what it's doing. So it's some sort of a bird then? It is some sort of bird, yes. Uh, well, we had you had a bird a little while. Is it a parakeet? No, it is not a parakeet, but close. It, is it a parrot? No. Oh, what are the other birds? Uh, a cockatiel? No. So it's some sort of a bird that is imitating R2-D2. That's actually what this is. Yes. That's the road we're going down for Name the Animal. So what other birds make noises like that? Uh, I... You're missing I a big one. Know. You're missing a big it's one, a, and that's what it is. It's a big bird? No, it's a, it's a it's a small bird. People have them as a pet, but birds that uh, talk. I don't know what other birds can talk or make mimicking noises besides parrots, cockatiels, and whatever the other one I said was. Okay. Is it? Uh, I, I I don't know. You gotta really give me a huge hint here. I don't know if I've heard of this bird. Okay, so it's a small, small bird that people keep in their houses, apartments, whatever, and it starts with a B. Is it a budgie? It is a budgie. Yes. It is a budgie that is making, that has been trained to mimic R two D two. Yes. I did not know budgies could do that. In fact, the video is titled R two D two Budgie. It's on YouTube. You can Google it. Okay. Well. Uh, I'm a little bit speechless. So Robbie knew it on the text line. Robbie, we'll try to get you a canned ham when we get more in production. Okay. Well, that was uh, an especially unusual edition of <laughs> the animal. A budgie uh, mimicking R2-D2, the beloved Star Wars droid, for those of you who don't know who R2-D2 is. There may be a couple of you out there. We got a really great story coming up with uh with a guy who's just doing awesome work in the community quentin eberts from pay it forward with football is next on inside sports hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Still 7-0, Winnipeg leading Toronto. About six and a half minutes left in the second quarter of Friday Night Football. Elks tomorrow against the Alouettes. Countdown to kickoff at 3.30 here on 6.30, Ched. And the game will start at 5. I am pleased to welcome back to the show a big fan of the Edmonton Elks and one of the people behind Pay It Forward with football. It is Quentin Eberts on the line. Quentin, you're on with Reed. How are you doing? 
I'm doing well, Reed. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. It's awesome to have you on the show again. We first met several years ago when uh, you won a pretty big 50-50 draw, which was cool. And we've stayed in touch since then because, uh, like I said, you're a big fan of the team. And uh, how long has it been now for Pay, Pay It Forward with football? How long have you been doing that? We actually started Pay It Forward with football back in uh, 2019. It was our first season, but we officially became a registered nonprofit organization this past March. So we're really excited about that uh, the stage that we're at right now. Okay, and give us the lowdown again of what you guys do. So what we do is it's uh, it's an initiative that my wife Samantha and I started, and it's uh, it's really surrounded around two uh, two facets, and one being football, of course, and the other one is uh, just spreading kindness. Uh, so the main thing that, that we do is uh, we ask people to nominate somebody who they feel should be able to go to an Edmonton Elks home game, and we provide them with what's called a CFL game day experience, where uh, we give them tickets and concession gift cards. Um, uh, Tim Hortons gift card, things like that, to uh, to really give them the full experience of what an Edmonton Elks game is. Um, so that's one facet of what we do. Um, so the other two things that we are doing is uh, community initiatives. So things like uh, scholarships, um, maybe providing sports equipment to somebody who uh, would not have uh, the ability to do so on their own. And the third uh, third concept that we do is random acts of kindness. So that could be anything from a Father's Day giveaway to supplying somebody with a gift card for a grocery store, uh, things like that. So it's really all centered around two things, football and spreading kindness. Well, and uh, you guys are doing something pretty cool here. Now, earlier in the week, I did have Corey Graham on the show, who is the new PA announcer at Elks Games. Um, but it's, uh, it's, it's a sad circumstance why a new PA announcer was, uh, was needed this year. Can you please tell us that part of the story? Absolutely. So back in uh, October of last year, uh, we were doing a promotion uh, as a grocery gift card giveaway, and somebody reached out to us and nominated uh, Mike LeBlanc. Uh, Mike LeBlanc was uh, a resident of Fort Saskatchewan. He, as you know, was the uh, in-game PA announcer for 2019 for the Edmonton Elks. And the funny story about that is when this lady nominated Mike and we reached out to talk to her, uh, she told us that as soon as you call him and offer him this gift card, he's going to ask who he can give it to. He's going to pay it for it himself. And lo and behold, those were the first words out of his mouth when I talked to him last October was, this is awesome, thank you for this, but who can I give it to? So um, as we got to talking and as, as I met up with Mike and, and gave him his gift card, we started talking more about Pay It Forward and, and he became really interested in it and, and he became a really staunch uh, supporter of ours um, over the last few months. He helped us out with, uh, with a Christmas giveaway that we did for a family this past Christmas and uh, he had a sort of a, a regular feature, which he called Minute with Mike, that he did uh, on Facebook and he had a really big following and uh, he was a big supporter of ours, and unfortunately, this past February, uh, he passed away suddenly. So we only knew Mike LeBlanc for a, a short time, a few months, but we decided that uh, we need to honor him in a special way. So that's why we're dedicating uh, the game day experience to the game tomorrow uh, in Mike's memory. Okay, so what? Uh, how can people step up or honor Mike if they would like to? Well, we've already uh, selected somebody to go to the game. Uh, if they want, they can send us nominations for future games. So how they do that is go to our website, which is paidforwardwithfootball.com, and um, so, so they can nominate somebody that way. And all they need to do is, once they get on our website, is uh, click on the action tab, and that'll take them directly to uh, the nomination form. So we still have nominations open for the remaining games. 
Um, we did select somebody for the game tomorrow. Uh, as actually, uh, as luck would have it, we were donated a couple extra tickets, so we were able to send two different people. Uh, they're both teachers in Fort Saskatchewan, and they both knew Mike LeBlanc very well. Um, so uh, we're looking forward to, to going to the game tomorrow and spending some time with them and uh, just enjoying uh, the memory of Mike as well. Well, Quentin, good for you for doing that. Uh, I mean, Mike was, uh, you know, uh, a voice we, we got used to during the 2019 season, and I, I remember seeing the story uh, earlier this year that he'd passed away, and it was, it was pretty shocking to see that. So thanks for honoring him and, and uh, you know, having people who, who remember that, that he was involved in the PA for that season and, and reminding us about that as, uh, that as well. And, and you've, you've done some incredible stuff with Pay It Forward with football. Has, has the experience... And unfortunately, you had a season wiped out along the way. But I mean, it's with football; it's not just Elks football. So, like, has it? How has the experience been compared to what you thought it was going to be? A lot of times, you get into something and you you think it's going to be this, this, and this. But but a lot of times, it can evolve into something even more special than maybe what you thought. Yeah, no, it's a great question. You know, the, the experience has been uh, remarkable. It's been my wife Samantha and I talk about it regularly. It's it's been truly life changing. Um, some of the stories that we've heard, the people that we've met along the way, and what's really, really remarkable about it is the people that are actually taking the time to step back and think about somebody else, right? We, we really believe that everybody in this world needs kindness, and, and even, even more so now with, uh, with the whole COVID pandemic, uh, it, it's really important that we remember that uh, kindness matters and, and everybody deserves it. So it, it's been life-changing, and you know, even this whole, um, this whole situation surrounding Michael LeBlanc and the game tomorrow and it's really neat to see the whole community where Mike lived in Fort Saskatchewan come together and reach out to us. And, and uh, earlier today, Mike's sister reached out to us and said, this is a, a cool thing you're doing for Mike. And so it's really neat to see communities come together and people uh, take time to think about others and, uh, and, and really, really pay it forward, right, which is what it's all about. Yeah, well said. Remind people where they can go online or on social media. So we're on social media. Uh, on Twitter, you can find us at, at PayForwardFB. Uh, we're also on Facebook and Instagram at, uh, at P4WFB. Uh, and you can find us on our website as well, PayForwardFootball.com. All easy to remember. Quentin, great work. Uh, I, I got to tell you, for me, it's been... It's been cool to get to know you a, a little bit as someone who is a big fan and doing something here important in the community as well. It's, it's an honor to have you on the show. Keep up the awesome work. Hope uh, to run into you at a game soon. Absolutely. I appreciate all the support that uh, you and the boys at 6 Chat have given us too. So really appreciate it, Reed. Keep up the good work yourself as well. Right on. That is Quentin Eberts checking in for pay it, from Pay It Forward with football. So he, he explained it all. He did a great job outlining what they do. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild why they do it, uh, who they're doing it for. Awesome stuff and uh, honoring Mike LeBlanc for the Elks game tomorrow. It is 741. This is Inside Sports on Chet.
Late in the first half, still 7-0. Winnipeg leading Toronto Friday night football. We had a preview earlier with Dave Campbell of the game between the Elks and the Alouettes coming up tomorrow night. Uh, I guess late tomorrow afternoon, 5 o'clock start at Commonwealth Stadium. Man, we, we've done a lot today. We had Tim Barrett on to talk a little bit about race walking. We, uh, we had uh, some chat about the Friday the 13th film series. We uh, had Chris call in to ask me why certain positions are named what they're named. Goldie Doc called in and talked about goaltending in soccer and hockey. Uh, Jeff called in and wanted to talk about motorcycle racing, and he also invited me to, to his gun club. We have covered off a lot of territory in an hour and 45 minutes tonight. Let's round the bases, shall we say, with the head coach and director of baseball operations from the Edmonton Prospects. We welcome Jordan Blundell back to the show. Hey, Jordan, how are you? I'm doing good, Reed. Thanks for having me on. Well, it's great to talk to you, and a fun day coming up for the prospects tomorrow. And I know you have a game tonight to worry about uh, as well. But baseball day in Canada, and you guys are taking part in that in Okotoks. Kind of give us the nuts and bolts. What's going on here? Well, it's it's our opportunity to you know highlight what we think is the greatest sport uh, in the world. Um, I'm a big hockey fan too, though, Reed. So, uh, baseball day in Canada is. Uh, is an event that's similar to, you know, the concept of Hockey Day in Canada. And, and uh, you know, our organization, along with the, the WCBL and the Okotos Dogs, um, really put together some ideas and some themes and, and you know, kind of attack this project. You know, it's, kind of, it's a passion project. And uh, we wanted to bring this to baseball fans, um, you know, in our league, in our markets, and, and give them... Uh, as much of an experience uh, of what a baseball day in Canada can be this year. And, you know, obviously we'd love to grow this further. So we've got some cool guests coming on, Reed. You know, we've got the baseball, uh, Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame, um, Crawford coming on. You know, we've got some former players and Eric Zabrowski and Tristan Peters. Uh, we've got Brian Benger with TBD Architecture. He's going to talk about ballpark designs, as you may be aware of. A project we're working on ourselves and um we've got uh you know the the women's baseball director uh, for baseball alberta barb northcott going to come on and talk about the women's game and, and female baseball and where we're at and where we're going and where we've come from and the, the amount of growth that that part of baseball has shown so super exciting read uh, it's going to be a great day i i heard that uh, the weather will be nice as well so it should be great viewing Okay, so, you know, the, the WCBL, unfortunately, last year, like a lot of leagues, didn't didn't play. I know there were, uh, you know, you guys tried to get something going, but ultimately it didn't happen. This year, uh, I'll, I'll let you explain it. Kind of tell us about the, the state of the league this year and the teams that are participating. Yeah, I appreciate that opportunity, Reed. Uh, I'm happy to get this information out. So the WCBL this year, you know, went through a whole process and, and part of that included uh, you know government you know mandates and regulations at the border and, and we made a decision in you know probably late march and don't quote me exactly on the dates to to inform our american players that we didn't think that it was going to happen and as it turned out we were right so uh, we pivoted at that point and made a decision to be an all canadian league for this summer um, at that point, some franchises had uh, the, the choice to opt in or opt out uh, based on their situation, finances, players, all sorts of factors uh, came into play on that decision. And, and as it turned out, uh, we operated this summer with five teams, Reed, uh, Edmonton Prospects, Okotoks Dogs, 
Uh, they place two teams uh, in the league as they have a you know pretty robust academy program and, and former players um, and alumni and all that kind of stuff. So roster-wise, uh, they were able to compete with two teams. Sylvan Lake goals, a new franchise, brand new ballpark in Sylvan Lake. Reed, it's, it's really cool. It's an amazing setup there. Uh, the fans have fun there, man. We played the first game of the summer in Sylvan Lake, and uh, we got to open their park with them. So uh, pretty cool memory for, for me, myself, and for our organization, for the prospects to experience that with the goals. And, and then we've got the Lethbridge Bulls. So five teams uh, played this summer out. Um, our team, we've got four games left in the regular season. Um, we clinched a playoff spot yesterday, Reed, through uh, an off day and uh, a loss. Uh, to the Okotoks Dogs Red program. So that's clinched us for a playoff. So we host playoff game Tuesday at 7.05 in Sherwood Park, Alberta at Centennial Park 9. Um, you know what, man? It's been awesome, Reed, like the, to think back. Like it's a short season, but it's a long season. Um, the first game that we played, uh, June 19th, we were in Sylvan Lake. You know, like personally, man, it was like, do we do we shake hands? Uh, do, we, do we wear masks? You know, we, we won that game, and the tradition is the manager shakes the players' hands. And, and dude, I hadn't done that for, for a long time, like everyone else. So um, all our guys were healthy, so we went through the handshakes. And, and just the normalcy, it, it, honestly, to start the game, the umpires meeting with the coaches, you know, 10 minutes before the first pitch was a little bit surreal. Um, but it... it it's kind of like riding a bike, man. It didn't take long to, to get back into the heat of things. So what an amazing season, you know, uh, once the restrictions opened up, you know, we've seen big crowds, you know, 1500, probably pushing 3000 in Okotoks, a couple of games, you know, we had about 500 people in Sherwood park at their venue. And, and it was a great crowd, um, great facility, you know, size. It's not the hugest facility. So 500 people feels like a fun environment and, and it was cool for our guys to experience that in Edmonton. So um, it's been awesome, man. I'm really glad that that our organization stepped up and, and wanted to get this done. And that the, the five organizations that did play this summer, you know, to support the league and, and got players playing again and, and got our product on the field was, was important for the WCBL. Well, I, I appreciate that update and the update on how the prospects are doing. I was going to ask you about the playoff status, so you answered that. And if there's one thing I know about the prospects – don't pay attention to the playoff seating because you guys have made some noise uh, <laughs> coming in as, a, as an underdog in recent seasons. Okay, and just quickly before we wrap up, um, in Shore Park this season, and you mentioned state, so is it next year already you're going to be uh, in Spruce, or what's the timeline for the for the new building? Yeah, yeah, we've been held up um, in, in the beginning of construction for the ballpark, the Spruce Grove Metro ballpark, due to... Uh, some some birds and nesting and and uh, the migrating bird act of you know 1949 or 1919. So we've been hampered a little bit by that, but we expect to get going here. We're going to try and speed some things up and and do some things concurrently rather than consecutively with the with the building project. Fingers crossed. You know, honestly, Reed, we're shooting for July 15th, give or take, either side of that uh, to have our product in Spruce Grove in that ballpark with fans coming in the stand. So, um, so wait a minute, there are just, birds. It's, it's, there are birds that have to be gently asked to relocate or yeah. provided with an alternative yeah, we, habitat. You know, just, 
it's a tenancy act, Reed. So we have to go through the eviction process. You know, they need that. They need the two months. They they filed their eviction notice. So, yeah, we're kind of uh we're kind of uh, stuck against that right now, um, which is frustrating. Uh, but you kind of got to laugh about it a little bit at this point with everything the world's been through. You know, this isn't the worst thing. So, um, it's delayed construction. You know, we wanted to get going eight weeks ago, uh, but we are where we are. Uh, we're prepared to get going and as soon as we can you know shovels in the dirt and, and like i said uh everybody's excited about this you know in the community of spruce grove in parkland county as well as edmonton and our fans and the engineer the construction group everybody's ready to go they're excited to get on this project too so you know that passion behind it i think will help us in timelines um and and like i said we're shooting for july 15th next year um who knows, you know, delays and whatnot, but we have things in order. You know, it's not, we're not going to try and put things together now. We've been kind of sitting on it for a while. So hopefully we can get through the last bit of this red tape and, and get going. All right. Well, Jordan, I know you're busy. So thanks for hopping on the show tonight. All the best with Baseball Day in Canada tomorrow. Sounds like a lot of fun and all the best in the postseason, man. Home game Tuesday. Go for it. Yeah, check us out on YouTube for the live stream and to, to catch on uh, to what's going on tomorrow. Check out our social medias, EDM Prospects, Edmonton Prospects, and, and jump on and join us for a little bit tomorrow. Right on. Thanks, Jordan. Jordan Blundell, head coach, director of baseball operations for the Edmonton Prospects, who, uh, yeah, playing in Sherwood Park this season. I, I did not know that. They, are, they need to get some birds safely relocated before they can build their new park in Spruce Grove. I have to try to find out a little bit more about that. That's, uh, well, you got to follow the rules, I guess, and the, the birds need a home, but so do the prospects. So uh, I'm sure they're, uh, they're in the process of sorting it out, as Jordan indicated. Elks tomorrow, Trevor Harris was asked about Elmondo Sewell's comment today. He's talking outside of his neck. He, he's, it's one of two things. He's, it's gamesmanship, which is what I expect from Mondo, uh, or he's never watched me play football, one of the two. It's not the first time somebody said something about me. Y'all, you got to be able to hit Trevor. You got to put pressure on him. You got to play coverage. It's, it's always something, right? I mean, everybody's got their opinion, but really the only opinions that matter are the people in the locker room to me. Yeah, all right. That's uh, that's a comment there from Trevor. Just a little more drama for the game tomorrow night, and why not? Elmondo Sewell. Back in Edmonton, where he played all his career until now, and saying that Trevor Harris will fold when he gets hit. So just uh, another another little storyline. We'll see how Vernon Adams does of the Montreal Alouettes when he gets hit, because I think the Elks defensive line might lay a few licks uh, on him along the way as well. 3.30 for the countdown to kickoff. Game is going to start at 5. It's now halftime in uh, Winnipeg. And again, a game with not a lot of points. 10 nothing. Winnipeg leading the Argos halfway through that game. Oh, it's hobo time, baby. I'll tell you what. Thanks to Dave Campbell for hopping on the show tonight. He's also the producer of the show. He will be your host for most of next week as I'm going to take a uh, week off and do who the heck knows what. You also heard from Tim Barrett, Quentin Eberts, and Jordan Blundell. Your studio producer this evening is Kellen Kennedy. My name's Reed. Thanks for listening. So if you want to join me.
630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.